Hey guys, it's your host, your boy, George Mackay. Today's episode was brought to you by our official sponsor, Ray Bernardo of Road Sport Chrysler. This man has been in the auto business for 25 years. Everyone that has gone to see him has saved money on every single car deal that he's made. But more than ever now, in these uncertain times, he's doing more than that. If you've got lease and financing options that are too high, give him a call. If you've got auto repairs that you just can't afford, give him a call. Ray's reaching out to give back, and he's doing that because of 25 years of experience. So be sure to give Ray and his team a call. 888-656-3013. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram. Road Sport, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Don't overpay. Buy from Ray. Now the official sponsor of Straight Talk Wrestling. What's going on, guys? Your boy, your host, George McKay, back in studio again today, pre-recorded as I always do. Now, this interview will drop sometime in November, but I'm very excited to have this young lady on the show. She's somebody I, I want to put a staple to now. She's an up-and-comer. Watch her in 2020, because I think she's going to make some very, very big, exciting moves. Right now, she's currently affiliated with Battle Arts Pro, and also now newly purchased by Hamilton Wrestling Entertainment, so she might also be affiliated with them as well. Please let me welcome the hard-hitting, the fast rising, the super powered Scarlett Delgado to Straight Talk Wrestling. How are you, my dear? I'm well, thank you. That was one of the best introductions I've ever gotten. <laughs> well, I pride myself on my intros. I'm trying to, you know, make sure I'm ready when the world gets back to normal that uh, maybe I could reach out to the new owners of Battle Arts, maybe reach out to Anthony and say, you know what, the Battle Arts roster, the Battle Arts program is great, but what you need is this moneymaker right here. You need this Absolutely. voice announcing. You need this voice announcing your shows. You do. You need it. I need to be there. Absolutely. Perfect MC up and coming right here. 2020. You'll see it. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. <laughs> so, Scarlett, um, a lot of people don't know you, but after this interview, I'm pretty sure they will know you. Now, if they're affiliated with Battle Arts like I am, then they've seen you a few times. I've seen you at a few shows. I actually saw you at the last show I was at in March, the Rising Star show. They had this little bit of a Battle Royale thing that oh. happened the battle royal i saw you there and then i saw you again at the officially last show in march right before the world stopped at COVID, and you came out with d-man dan parker as your ballet yes, and you had a great you had a great match then yep. and then i saw you at my very first show back which was september 12th it was a parking lot show at battle arts and you and another young rising star in the world of women's wrestling, Elena, had one of the best matches of the night. Stan Smith and his opponents, they had a great match, but you guys, your guys' match was the other match was one of my personal favorites on that night. I thank you so much. I'm so flattered. We really, you know, we really worked a lot together for that match because her and I are, I think, like, she's had a lot more experience than me in the pro wrestling, but her and I were definitely, it was everybody's first show back after so many months of just not training, not just, you know, a little bit of ring rust, I guess you would say. So for me, being so new into professional wrestling and for her to kind of just get back into it, we really wanted to do our best in that moment, especially being the first show back. So for sure, that was yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. a good question. Trust me, you absolutely did. Uh, the finish was phenomenal. I really thought when she did AJ Lee's Black Widow, I <laughs> thought for sure it was over. And how <laughs> she got around you, I have no idea because you got about, I want to say, almost a foot on her. But yeah. She's, yeah. she's small. She's wiry. That girl's a firecracker. 
And she is. She's a little fireball. She's a little fireball for sure. She's like um, I don't know if you watched Dragon Ball Z, but she's like the young uh, a young <laughs> Vegeta right before Vegeta hit maturity and then grew up to like you know four feet or twelve feet tall or whatever. Best way to put her, absolutely. She for sure looks are deceiving, and she's a perfect example of that because, like you said, she's so small, she's so light going into that. I'm thinking I'm just gonna pick her up and throw her around, like let's have some fun with her, and then exactly what you just said, she was around, she grabbed my arm, my number one weapons, and she was really trying to you know, she was very smart in there trying to take out my best weapons. I was like, that's a, that was a good, good little one that she tried to do there. But of course, one step ahead. <laughs> Carla Delgado for the win. And I tweeted about it. I shared it all over Instagram. You actually also took a picture with my uh, cohort in crime, my little mini host, my 10 year old daughter. She was there as well. Beautiful little girl. Thank you very much. She looks after, she looks a lot like her mother. She got her attitude for me, but she got all of her looks for her mother. <laughs> I know I'm not, you know, I'm not drop dead gorgeous, but I'm adorable. I have adorable features, <laughs> but my wife and my daughters are both stunning. They're all three of them are stunning. So uh, when they both decide to, well, if I let them date, um, there's going to be a lot of boys knocking. That's, that's another conversation right there. I get it when it comes to protective fathers. I totally get it. I've got a couple sisters. You know, where are our father's pride and joy. And definitely, I totally understand Papa Bear level, for sure. Well, that's why, that's why I started wrestling podcasts. Not because I'm a fan, but because I wanted to make connections. So when they do start dating, I can call you and say, hey, Scarlett. Exactly. Can you just come over and I'm just going to let you open the door and you can just start smacking people around. <laughs> and they wouldn't even expect it because I'm like five foot three and a half. They open it. Oh, hello, bam. Don't talk to the big guy's girls. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, a lot of, so you mentioned at the beginning of the show, and this is one of the things I want to touch on right away. You are new to professional wrestling. Yeah. For people who don't know that, you were actually ranked very high in the Ontario uh, boxing world. If I'm not mistaken, I believe you were fourth or fifth, if I did my research correctly. For Canada. Uh, Ontario, okay. I'm the number one seed for Ontario. Right. Okay. So number one, Ontario, fourth nationally. That yes. is fucking ridiculous <laughs> and you are ranked obviously for boxing so your your original training your original background is you are well i mean people can search up some of your highlights they're on youtube you can find them quite easily uh there's a few knockouts in there that were just like jesus christ <laughs> um you probably have one of the strongest haymaker punches i've ever seen your uppercut you. is no joke and i don't know if you're a southpaw or if you're a righty because you use both arms quite well. So I'm not sure. Are you a southpaw or are you a right I am orthodox hand? dominant. My father does train me occasionally in southpaw because he said to me, you know, anything can happen in the ring. Imagine if I break one hand and I got to just be creative, switch it. So I have to be comfortable switching back and forth if need be, but I am orthodox. Well, your, your left hand, your southpaw is no joke either. Uh, I've seen you actually win a couple rounds with uh, the southpaw haymaker. It's guys. <laughs> Go check this lady out because I'm telling you it's no joke. And that's what I love. I love about anybody that steps into a ring. They're ambidextrous. They can do so much. So going from the world of boxing to the world of wrestling is an easy transition. Going from boxing to mixed martial arts is a very easy transition if you're well-trained. And it seems like your dad is very good at training you. It seems <laughs> like uh, he did everything right. And you know what? You had another dream that was this close to happening this year. And then this worldwide pandemic stonewalled everything. And if people don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the 2020 Summer Olympics. They were supposed to happen this year. 
Scarlett was very close to being an Olympian, representing Canada, going to rock that flag, going to win us gold, all that <laughs> shit. And then COVID. Yep. And everything yep. stopped. You know what? Like a lot of things got put on hold. I was two weeks shy of provincials, which is of course the national qualifier. And then it would be six weeks leading up to the nationals. And I was going in as number one seed for Ontario. So we, it, it's kind of like no knowledge that the two top provinces of the strongest competitors are Quebec and Ontario. Not to take anything away from the other provinces. They're phenomenal fighters all the way around, but we just have more uh, population in our weight classes within Ontario and Quebec. So and um, that, that's what I was looking forward to this year. And then, you know, you, everything is a surprise, right? You can't predict what's going to happen. Unfortunately, as well, with the Olympics uh, in regards to that, they, what my father and I were hoping for, we're going to put in the 54 kilogram for the women's, but they actually didn't end up putting in 54. They put in 57. So my father and I, we were actually going to wait until 2024, thinking that they would open up my weight class for that. Our goal this year was just to make the national team, uh, hopefully get into like Commonwealth Games, Pan Am Games, whatever I could do within my years on the national team, and then eventually get to 2024 for the 44 kilos in hopes that they would open it up. But of course, now everything is getting backtracked, so there's not much I can say with that. But I do have one little surprise for you. Great talk, uh, exclusive. I yeah. love it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Before my competitive boxing career, I actually did do Olympic freestyle wrestling. And I was ranked, funny, number four in Canada for that. Yeah, that's huge. <laughs> so you actually have the wrestling background before yeah. the boxing. So really, you going back to wrestling was kind of like you coming yeah. home. Exactly. And anybody who knows me personally, I talk very, very dearly about my previous wrestling experience it was something that was very close to my heart because boxing my father he's like my mother my parents they met in a boxing gym he was her coach so like I've always grown up in a gym in the boxing world wrestling was something that I picked completely on my own back in high school it was something I saw I was like oh I want to give that a try I was my dad's pretty little girl. I didn't show signs of like, oh, I want to fight and this and that. So he didn't think that I was going to take the boxing seriously. So I actually did the wrestling to show my father I could take something seriously. So when I used to walk into any boxing arena, they see me as Raph's daughter. But when I walked in to the wrestling mats, I was Scarlet. So I kept that really close and I started creating a name for myself because I was coming home with all these medals and my dad was like, oh my God, she's actually doing it. And I would go into these tournaments and they wouldn't know my dad, but they'd be like, oh, there's Scarlett. She's coming into this tournament. We have to watch her and see what weight class she's entering. And that was something so big for me. But after my nationals and when I got fourth, my dad told me, he's like, you have to make a decision because if you want to go to the Olympics for a sport, you have to make a hundred percent commitment. You could do it either in boxing or you could do it in wrestling, but you can't do it in both. So you got to pick. So I made that decision and I chose boxing, which I never look back on now. I, I love my sport. As you can see, I've made a big uh, name for myself. I've done so much in the industry and I continue to carry it on years to come, hopefully inspiring youth, hopefully you know, getting that national championship whenever they open up competition again. 
uh, and just kind of continuing now with the professional wrestling and bringing in my previous athleticism and all my strengths from my competitive nature into now this field. So I'm really looking forward to that. A hundred percent. And it's great because the times that I've seen you, uh, you have the loudest cheering section in the building. <laughs> Literally, yeah. I, I think your entire family's there. I know your sisters, your dad and your mom are there. You can always see your dad. Your dad yeah. is somebody like me. I am one of the proudest girl dads around. I don't give a shit. Raising a daughter is no joke. It is yeah. one of the most rewarding, frustrating, tiresome, See these bags? I didn't have these. And then I had two daughters. <laughs> At okay. least you have your hair. My yeah. dad said my mom took one side and I took the other side. <laughs> but everybody is so proud of you. Your family is always behind you. When, when my daughter and I were waiting to take a picture with you on the 12th, we were like 86th in line because we had to get through your cousins. <laughs> your cousins' cousins. Your cousins' cousins, fifth cousin, twice removed, who was possibly maybe married into the family, not 100% sure. They're husbands and wives' cousins. <laughs> there you go. But oh, yeah. it's great when you have that family support. And you can see your, like your dad, when you, when you got the win over Elena, you could see your dad. Your dad was like, he stood up and... And the whole crowd was just clapping. Everybody was just excited. They loved it because wrestling was bad. And it was definitely match of the night for sure. Next to Stan Smith, absolutely 100%. That was a great, great fight. Both, both matches were excellent. But everybody was just clapping. All of a sudden you hear, yeah! And you're, you're, you get, I just looked over. I'm like, oh, that's Scarlett's dad. That's for sure her dad. <laughs> I, said, I, said to, I said to my daughter, I go, see, that's, that's her dad. See right there, that's her dad. She's like, I couldn't tell, dad. I'm like, okay, you know, I don't need to talk about him. You're grounded. Like, see, look what we do for you. Look what we do for you, daughters. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? It's um, it's interesting to me that you chose boxing. Yeah. You're over wrestling, and your dad told you you had to make a decision. Now I'm not adverse in Olympic sports too much. I watch them. I cheer for them. I love. I'm very patriotic for my country. But why can't a wrestler also compete in boxing? Why is that a stigma? Why can't you do both? You know what? Um, it wasn't about. Uh, the sports necessarily to do them both. It was just to commit to something to such a high level. You have to dedicate a certain amount of hours and there's just not enough hours in the day if you were to take that seriously. Cause you, you know, when I go into the ring, I know the difference between somebody who's been training every single day compared to somebody who's coming in maybe three, four times a week. Cause there is a huge difference. When I put myself into something, the reason why I'm at the level I'm at is because Every day I put in a hundred percent into my training every day, like down to the food, down to the quality of sleep, down to the people that I hang out with, down to the books I read, the people I talk to. I have one person in my life that I, you know, I wouldn't like, I love this man just like my family. He's helped me so much in my sport in any sport, pro wrestling, boxing, wrestling, from the beginning, he's my performance coach, Gaetan Boutin. Him and my father together have been my top two coaches. And Gaetan has really, really made the statements sink in that the top five people that I hang out with, those are the people that are most influential in my life. Everything that I do, the books that I read, the people I talk to, everything commits to my goal. So I take my stuff very seriously and I respect the sports. I'm not going to walk onto the mat and think like this girl that I'm going to wrestle, Olympic freestyle wrestling I'm referring to, this girl I'm going to wrestle, 
it, like I'm just going to beat her hands down, but I've only been coming up to the gym for maybe three times a week because the other times I committed to boxing, that's disrespect to the sport because she's probably been doing five, six times a week. And that's just disrespect to that. That's how I see it. If I'm stepping on that mat, I want to give a hundred thousand percent. I know I've been training five, six times a week in that discipline. And there's going to be no excuses except my own mind. The only person I'm competing in that moment is just me. So that's why. And also too, the reason why I chose the boxing was because um, when I went in the wrestling, I went to a provincials and I actually dislocated my hip when I was 15 in the gold medal match. Mm. I won it. I won it. <laughs> I won it. I have five seconds just to hold my position. So I won it, but it definitely changed a lot of movements that I make in the freestyle wrestling. I had to take a lot of rehabilitation. I took my time. And once I did that one year where I made it to nationals, I ranked fourth. That said, you know, really think about it because your hip as well. You know, when you're doing these widespread movements with your legs, when you have to be so quick, if something happens again, it's going to take you out longer. So just really think about what you want to do in that respect. It's an also a factor why I chose the boxing because I knew if I did something else to the hip, that might be it for me in sports. So you didn't want to take that risk. You wanted to make sure that <clears throat> you could, you could do this and do it well and do it a hundred percent and not yeah. Because really, I don't see a lot of boxers having a hip injury. More so, it's, exactly. it's arm injuries, it's it's leg injuries, it's um, well, facial injuries. There's a lot of things that happen <laughs> here. Uh, and also, you can check out all of most of Scarlett's opponents when they leave. They don't look the same way they did when they came in. And, and you'll see, you'll never find a picture of me like that. No, you won't. And you know what? It's honestly, truly, one of the things I love is that I, as soon as I saw you that first night at Battle Arts, I followed you right away on Instagram. It took a little bit of time for you to follow me back. I mean, I am one of the best podcasts on my channel. Saying, okay? Saying. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. I forgive you. You I'm are. Over. You are. Hands down, you are. And you know what? Shame on me for not recognizing that earlier. Shame on me. That's right. I'm going to give you the rock eyebrow. I'm going to stare at you and disdain yeah. you. I totally deserve it. All right. I'm over it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, but honestly and truly, it was, I saw you and I, I said to my daughter, I go, this is somebody that I'm intrigued by. This is somebody I want to see. So, you know, you follow Instagram and, and that's kind of the way now to get to know people. And it wasn't being creepy or stalkerish. It was just like, I want to see what this girl's about. I want to see what happens. So then I saw the box and stuff and I'm like, damn. And I started YouTubing and I'm like, holy shit. Then I started like checking out stuff. I even found an old video of you from uh, back in the day, like one of your very first matches, it wasn't the full match. It was just a highlight video. And I can't remember who you were facing, but it was another, another girl. You guys were coming up. I believe you might've been, I don't know, 15 or 16 at the time, 17, maybe. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, it was, was like, like a, like a like low quality video. Oh yeah. It was like, it was like, from a razor. it was shot from a razor phone. This is how we're yeah. in. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was about 10 seconds, and you had her on the ropes, and then you backed off for like a second. I thought, why is she backing off? And then I, I saw it, and it was, it was lights out. It was. Yeah, yeah it was that over. was my first bout. That was your, yeah, well, yeah. sky went up. Right <laughs> steady, steady incline of, of success. <laughs> yeah. but, so I got to ask, you, you, you know, you said you're going to wait till 2024. I definitely know by then, hopefully praying the pandemic will be under control. I mean, the bright spot about the pandemic is that it's allowed people a lot of time to heal. It has allowed, there are definitely a lot of stresses. I thankfully enough was one of the few people that was working consistently through the whole time. So I did, uh, excuse me, I did not lose any, you know, 
financial stability there was always there. I was able to kind of reconnect with my kids and my family a little bit more because I wasn't so much going on in the world, right? And um, uh, also for you guys, like any athletes, it gave you guys a chance to breathe, to heal, to kind of work out the kinks that were happening. So training may have never stopped. You just stopped going to the gym, but you were training at home. And the bright spot about having your coach in your house is that you can, you can tap him on the forehead at five in the morning and be like, yo, dad, dad, let's go for a six mile jog. Exactly. open up one eye and be like, all right, let's go. Let's do it. Because I can see that. I can see your, your dad and you seem to have a very, very close bond and he seems like a fantastic human being. And I hope to meet him at one of the shows and, uh, and talk to him for a bit, because I think when I see that, I see the family side of stuff. I see the realness behind the characters. Yep. That's what I love. That's what, that, why I do these interviews. I do these interviews to highlight somebody specific that I choose to highlight, that I want to highlight, but I also like the real conversations that we have. It's of fun course. to talk about the business. It's fun to talk about sports, but it's also great to talk about everything else. Right. And, and everything else is, for you, I can see family, being very family oriented is something very high on your list. As much as you love boxing, you love wrestling, you love performing, you love doing all those great things. I think the funnest thing for you is sitting down on a Friday night with the family eating pizza and watching like a cheesy family movie. I can see that being something that you like to do. Maybe not pizza. Maybe not pizza. Maybe what? not pizza. What? You know, <laughs> everybody who knows me, they're going to laugh at me right now. Okay. Depending what time of the evening it is, okay. it's probably going to be a chocolate coconut macaroon. Okay. One piece for this one here. Okay. <laughs> that that tea. <laughs> <laughs> That's even better. That's I'm so disciplined even off season. <laughs> well, bless your heart. I am not so disciplined. If I want pizza at 10 o'clock at night, I just go ahead and have my pizza. I'm okay with that. Well, when I hang up the gloves, I'm going to have a lot more pizza nights. Yeah, for sure. Trust me. Trust me. When I hang up the gloves, when I hang up the wrestling boots, whenever, whenever that day comes, I'm definitely going to have a little bit more pizza nights. And dad's going to be really happy to kick back. <laughs> I'm sure be like, oh my God, look, some of my hair is starting to grow back. This is amazing. <laughs> so when you decided that you guys were going to wait till 2024, you decided that, okay, 2020 is not right for us anyways right now, but we want to do 2024. Was that the time when you were like, you know what, maybe I'll give this pro wrestling thing another try, something else to do? Because now I got technically four years where I still got to be competitive, but I can, I can scale back a little bit. Maybe I don't have to go four, I don't have to go seven days a week. I can go four. Then I could put two into wrestling. Like, was that the decision that was made? Like, how was that conversation with your dad when you had that conversation? You know what? Um, this is great because so my mother, she's the one who always said to me, you should do professional wrestling. Now I have to give her full credit for that. My dad is a hardcore professional wrestling fan. He knows like every professional wrestler from today and like 30 years ago, he knows what their parents did. He knows every single detail about every single thing in the professional wrestling industry. It just, with our industry, with boxing, the worlds never collide. So we never really talk about it. But my mom, she always saw um, the Bella Twins. 
the Bella twins, they've got that long straight brown hair and they have similar background, the Latin and the, uh, you know, Caucasian mix. So she used to say to me all the time, you could be like the Bella's twins, evil cousin from Ecuador that comes in there and just messes everything up. <laughs> I'm like, okay, mom. Okay. I can, I never thought about it. And then she sends me this email and she's like, Scarlett, they're having WWE tryout in uh, Canada for the first time. You've got to apply to this. I'm like, mom, I know nothing about that sport. Like I have nothing to bring to the table with that. I know nothing about it. I don't know how to fly off of ropes and stuff. And I'm trying to remind her, mom, I did Olympic freestyle wrestling. They're different. And she says, but why don't you just try? Put an application in. What if you get called out? Then what? And I said, okay, you're right. I put it in, forgot about it. Months go by, I get this email that I was invited to the tryout. Oh, and I was like, oh my God, because they've had over 10,000 applicants and they only picked about like 50 people or so to try out. So I was like, okay, like, let me, you know, I get there, everybody there knows each other, everybody. I was the only non-pro wrestler in that tryout and I didn't know anybody. So I, you know, thought, gonna give a hundred percent whatever they asked me to do i'm gonna do it at my best capacity and i'm gonna really enjoy this experience because it for sure was a like a real privilege to be there among like you know these wwe people and stuff it was amazing and i think that they really liked me and they told me you should definitely continue training and we'll see what happens in the future i said great yeah, absolutely. So they said a great academy in your area is Battle Arts under Anthony Corelli. So you should definitely go learn from one of the top. I said, for sure. Absolutely. That's how I think anyways. So I've been there. I've been working with uh, Anthony Corelli has been coaching, obviously, at Battle Arts. Uh, his daughter, Bianca Corelli, has been more than wonderful with me you know, really having a smooth transition to just the community there. And that's why, you know, I'm meeting people like D-Man, um, James the Marvelous, um, Sexy Stan, you know, all these people that have been more than gracious having me into their academy and being so helpful along the way. It's been such a wonderful experience. So when I brought that to my dad, he was so happy, so thrilled. And he said, you know what, whatever happens now, He's like, because 2024 is not guaranteed because what if they don't open up 54 kilos? What if they don't? So keep your options open. We'll train. We'll keep that mindset. But if something else comes up, Scarlett, go for it. So that's what we're kind of in that right now. You know, I'm learning whatever I can. I'm taking advantage of any opportunities that come my way, you know, just staying strong. And whenever they open up boxing again, I'll continue as such, but we're just kind of going with the flow since everything is so uncertain right now and just seeing where that takes us. Well, if your dad's around, I don't know if he's around right now, but if he is around, thank you, Raph. For telling <laughs> you. I'll let him know you said that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for letting her go for it. Because you know what? I, I think uh, when I saw you walk out and you were the only girl in that battle Royal, the first time I saw you, I was like, okay, all right. All right. All right. She's walking out, got her hair tied. She's all business. So a little bit, look at looking a little bit Ronda Rousey. -ish. <laughs> and then you slid in the room, you slid right under the ropes, and you got up in like the second biggest dude in the ring at the, that time space. And I think he kind of laughed at you. It set up the story perfectly. And then you kind of did a little, oh yeah. And then you, you, you flipped him. I don't know what's up. You flipped him, and it, oh yeah, he was up, and then quickly he was down. And uh, <laughs> I think you had two or three eliminations before you yourself got eliminated. But when my daughter, the best moment of that time, 
was when my daughter saw you come out. She's like, dad, there's a girl in here. I go, yeah, buddy. I go, yeah. And you know what it reminded me of? And it's not, it's not being cocky or ego, egotistical or anything like that. It reminded me of another female in this business that your dad would probably know very well. A female that really broke down barriers in a time when women in wrestling were a joke. Let's be honest. Back in the day, you go back and watch any of the old school stuff, bra and panty matches, pillow fight yeah. matches, uh, mud wrestling matches, just matches degrading females. Yeah. And when I was 13 or 14, yeah. Did I love it? Of course I did. I was 14. Uh, <laughs> and is- absolutely. But the minute I became a father to my daughters, I wanted to show them that women can do anything. There's no second-class citizenship in my eyes since my daughters were born. And even before then, there wasn't. It was just hard for women to get an opportunity in this business. Absolutely. And uh, when my daughter showed interest in wrestling, I was like, yes, okay, this is awesome. I love this. And she's like, Dad, who, like, who were some women like, that were good when you were a kid? I'm like, well, buddy, when I, was, when I was younger, a lot of the women next to Trish Stratus and Lita yeah. weren't doing anything. But there was one lady who really broke down barriers. You may know her, she was the first intercontinental champion. She was the first female in the Royal Rumble. She was the ninth wonder of the world, China. She was the one that really, in my opinion, she didn't break down walls, she didn't climb over fences, she literally kicked the front door in. And unfortunately, her career came to an abrupt end because of personal backstage issues. And then she went down a deep rabbit hole of Poor choices. All of these athletes. Yeah, do. and then now she's now she's no longer with us, but her memory lives on. For sure. And um, when that moment happened, it reminded me of China's first Royal Rumble appearance. It reminded me of her and Mark Henry having that moment in the ring, and then her taking the biggest guy in the ring at the time and knocking him over. Yeah. And that's what I see in Shades of You. Now, no disrespect to your mom or her choices for mentioning the Bella Twins. Let's be honest when it comes to the Bella Twins, okay? I'm a big, I'm, I'm much like your father. I've been, wrestling's been my whole life. I can name you champions. I can name you, you know, third, fourth generation stars. I can name you all that stuff. I can't name what their parents were doing because I really didn't care unless you were in the ring. That's yeah. what I focused on. But the Bella Twins cannot wrestle. I will put my stamp on it. <laughs> the last of the diva right before women's wrestling came into form. Yes. And I'm glad that the Bellas are gone. I'm glad that they've gone away. I'm glad that they're, you know, happy in their lives. They're having children. That's fantastic. I'm happy that they're happy in their marriages. I'm happy about all that stuff. Their personal life's going great. They got their business stuff on point. Their wine, their clothing, great. Stay out of my ring. Stay out of my sport. (laughs) Go do your stuff. I'm proud of you. It was great that when my daughter fell in love with wrestling, women like Sasha Banks. Yes. Bailey. Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch. Yep. He's Jordan Grace in Impact. Tara Valkyrie. Uh, you know, Rosemary. That girl from UK now. What's her name? Uh, well, there's so many. There's Tia Conte. The okay, she was she just uh, she just had a match recently with Charlotte Flair before like uh Oh, Rhea Ripley. She's actually yeah. Australian. She's Australian. She's Sorry, from- Australian, you're right. That's fine. So that all these women coming in now that are showing my daughters exactly what they can do and now i'm adding you to that list because i believe i put i said in the beginning of the interview you are somebody to watch in 2021 now we don't know how the wrestling world is going to be in 2021 but you were trained by a great coach a wwe legend a future hall of famer anthony corelli but now he's found his forever home in georgian bay 
him and his family are going to go out there and I wish them nothing but wealth and happiness and, and, and greatness in their lives. And now we've got two new coaches that have come into the fold, two yep. new purchasers, partners to go in with Anthony Corelli at Battle Arts, which is the two gentlemen from Hamilton Wrestling Entertainment. These guys are fantastic. AC Coca and the other guy, I think his name is David. I apologize if it isn't. My, my, I'm bad with names. I'm great with faces, but I'm bad with names. It's a sign of being older. But now <laughs> these guys coming into the fold and the pandemic's still in much full force here in Ontario, we're already in the second wave. The numbers are heavy and things are going, things are slowing down again. Yeah. But Battle Arts, from what I see, is making a commitment to stay open, to stay safe, to follow all the protocols. The economy's not going to shut down. So now having these two new guys in the fold, do you feel your coaching is going to change a little bit from what it was before? It's a good question. I, you know, um, anything that I do when it comes to athleticism, I always want to be taught by the number one top people. Cause like if, if I'm training by, if I'm being trained by somebody who doesn't have the same experience as somebody else, well, for my own benefit, because this is, you know, it is what it is as a sport. I want to go to somebody who has more experience. I think that Anthony Corelli um, is the best coach, one of the best coaches that you could get in this area. I think he's great at what he does. I really understand his teachings. I, I, I flow with it. I'm, but because I'm so new to professional wrestling, I'm very open to seeing different styles just to kind of play around with it because maybe um, one thing that Anthony teaches us, maybe it might complement something that the new coaches are going to teach us. So I'm just keeping an open mind with it. I think the style will change a little bit. You know, I think they're going to keep the battle arts style, but I think that just, um, having a different way of explaining things. And I think that of, of having different techniques shown to us, will definitely kind of, I think we're all going to kind of see how it goes. I think that we're all kind of in limbo. I think that they're going to be starting to train us next week so i could definitely give you some updates later on but i met andrew or sorry i met nick and i think um i think he's gonna be great i think that him and anthony are both kind of working together how they want the classes to go and i'm really excited to see how they turn out i don't think it's gonna be a drastic change in the style but the mix up with the style of teaching i think it'll be good for everybody what I'm most excited about is the fact that now we're going to get a mixed bag of two different rosters. H HWE has a great roster. Battle Arts has a fantastic roster. It's almost a well-kept secret. A lot of people, um, when they hear that wrestlers come out of Battle Arts, they don't get kind of the same respect because Anthony Corelli's kind of got that fast track door to the WWE. So there is a little bit of a stigma, not going to lie to you. I've interviewed a couple of your classmates, a couple of people that you train with, a couple of people that you know. There is that stigma, but I believe that stigma is being shed more and more because these, these young, fantastic talents are, are coming out. They're handling their business. They're, they're taking names. They're kicking ass, and they're doing great while they're looking great while doing it. So there's nothing wrong with that formula. It's a great formula for success. And I just wish the rest of the Ontario indie scene would take notice and say, you know what, just because they're a battle arts trained wrestler, doesn't mean they're less of a wrestler than anybody else. It doesn't mean that, yeah. oh, look, look at that stuck up. It's almost like, um, it's almost like watching, uh, you know, like the, the regular Joes, the public school kids, and back in the day, the Catholic school kids. Everybody thought if you went to Catholic school, you had money. No, it's just you got stuck wearing a fucking uniform. I hated every minute of it. <laughs> I hated every minute of it. Yeah, I went to Catholic school. To add on to that, to add on to that, like even in the boxing world, because everybody thinks that, oh, 
well, when Scarlett comes out, you know, her father trains her. Her father's been in the industry for over 30 years. And like, obviously there's going to be a bias to me. Actually, it works the opposite of my favor that because everybody thinks like that, the judges, you know, they're, they judge me harder. And if I go to a fight, if I don't win the fight, I don't win the fight. It doesn't matter who my father is. Same thing with the battle arts wrestlers. If they're not performing well in their shows, they're not going to get contracts because at the end of the day, as you get higher in the industry, promoters know what they want. They're not just going to pick anybody. They want to have a show. They want good ratings. They want people that can bring and deliver. So like, it's not our fault that we have an amazing coach. Just step up your game. Wow. I I thought it. I said it. Got a little hot in here. I don't know. I I got insulted there. No, 100% right. And uh, everything you speak to, how, you're, 20, you're only 25, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. No, you're like 50. You're not, <laughs> Thanks. You're an old soul like me. I'm 11 <laughs> years older than you, so show a little bit of respect, please, okay? 11 years older. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. The hairline of a 55-year-old, but I'm only 36. Going to be 37 in two months. So um, what else can I say about you that hasn't already been said? You're flawless. You're up and coming. You're strong. Um, and one of the things I'm excited about is um, you've already fought a lot of the great talent in the Battle Arts roster. You had a, a match for Amy Crimson, which was the last one I saw you at. Yeah. When D-Man came out with you, you fought her for the title, did not go your way. That's okay. Yeah. Because now, Battle Arts has a new champion. Yes. A new woman helming a great budding division. And that oh, yeah. woman is someone who's had to earn her stripes uh, because of what her last name was. Nothing was handed to her. Nothing was easy. Uh, she's your coach's daughter, Bianca yep. Pirelli. She is one of the sweetest people I've ever known. She Outside is. of the ring. Inside of the ring, fuck, she's a pain in the ass. She got a mouth on her. She does. And you know, what, you know what the greatest thing about her is? Is that she stays in character so well. Yes. To the point that my daughter and her... They know each other very well. She's been on five questions with my daughter, the little segment we do on YouTube. Oh. They know each other very well. And when she sees my daughter, she, she lights up. She goes, hey, how are you? But when she's performing, my daughter waved to her. She stayed perfectly in character. Ah, ah. So she's really good at that. And now she is helming the gold. She won the title from AB Crimson on September the 13th. It was a show I could not attend, but I did hear about it. I shared it. I'm so proud of her. Congratulations to her. But now the only problem is, is that I'm conflicted, Scarlett. I'm conflicted. You know why I'm conflicted? Because she's now representing the women's division and you're only a few, few tiers below her. You're going to rip through the rest of that division. You've already done Elena. You won. Amy Crimson, you went toe to toe. So you already know how it feels to be in a high pressure situation with the title on the line. Yep. Uh, and then there's a few more ladies that you may have to get through and then it's going to come down to you and Bianca. It's going to come down to it. One other lady. Okay, who's that? That is Smashley. That is the girl that Bianca won the title this last show. Ooh, okay. Just her. Yeah, and then her. Bianca. And then Bianca. So it's not that far away. Nope. Even if, they, even if you guys do the no audience shows like all the other promotions are doing, you put it on YouTube, it's not that far away. Nope. 
You know what? Um, I have a lot of respect for Bianca because her and I come from very similar worlds. Even on our downtime, like when we're just sharing, you know, over coffee, having laughs and just giggling about our history and stuff. Eating all that great food that you guys post on Instagram and that I can't have because you guys just love to eat. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah. no we have no shame. <laughs> <laughs> so she, her and I, you know, her father is her coach. My father is my coach. She has a very close relationship with her dad. I have a very close relationship with my dad. We both have a stigma in our respective sports because of our fathers. So we both had to put in so much work in our disciplines to get to where we are. And this is why her and I click so well. This is why her and I have such a um, good chemistry together. And I love the girl. She's an amazing training partner. You know, she's been so sweet on my transition into the gym and stuff like that. So honestly, like I have nothing, nothing remotely bad to say about her. She's a wonderful person inside and outside the ring. I would totally be honored to have a match with her and really showcase what we both have walking into that ring. I think that we would both make each other look and I think that people will be able to see the spirit in both of us. I think people will be excited to see such levels of fire that we can both deliver into the ring. First, I got to get through some Ashley. You know, like I am totally not foreign to high pressure circumstances. So I will walk in there with 100% confidence and 100% enthusiasm. I think that she would say the exact same thing. and. When I get that moment where uh, Bianca and I can go toe-to-toe, -to -toe, trust me, I don't think anybody will want to miss that match. I think everybody will want to be at that match. I will. I want to be front row, and um, I only have one thing to say to that, and that'll be uh, shut up and take my money. You want my credit card now? And my phone number, <laughs> I can just go ahead and pay Apple Pay right now. Reserve my seat. <laughs> but it's going to be a barn burner. Uh, that's that's what I love. That's what I love about wrestling is when you know a match is going to be good. And yeah, you know what? Even though they're choreographed, and even though the end result is already kind of hand selected, it's the story that's being told. And a lot of people don't know. And I I love to pride myself on this is is letting people know that wrestling is a choreographed dance. It is. It's a, a, a flawless story told without words that gets you from A to B. And it's a classic story. It's very simple. It's the ultimate underdog versus the heel champion. It's the the fighting champion versus, you know, the heel that wants, that wants to take that title. It's everything wrapped into one, no matter how many ways the story's told, it's always the same. It's always the immovable object meets the unstoppable force. And it's always about how are we going to get from when one bell rings yeah. to another bell rings. And Absolutely. the story can be told in so many different ways, but there's one thing I think you need in order to achieve success in that story. I, your ground game is phenomenal because you have the Olympic freestyle background. Your striking ability is no joke. I think you need to add, and I don't know if you're working on this. If you are, this could be another straight talk exclusive, but I think you need to add some, you know, high flying rope moves to it. Is that something you're looking that for? That is something that I have been, yes, a hundred percent. Even my father said that. He was like, you need to get on the top rope, girl. He's like, you need to get up there. You need to start working on those flips. And he said that he see that you don't, if you're going to be striking, if you're going to be taking down all these things, he's like, the only thing you need to do now to complete your professional res wrestling resume is that top road jump. So, so what, are you work, what are you working on? Moonsaults, 450s? Can I know? Can there be a straight talk exclusive here? You know what? Um, 
I want to save it. I want to keep it to my little secret right now. Okay. Can I, can I, I offer, you, can I offer a hint? I want you guys to come to that match and I want you to see what I've been working on because I am super excited. I've been experimenting. There's one that I have in mind, but I've been experimenting with a few of them. So I'm going to keep it quiet right now and I'll save it for when you guys come. Well, being an adverse wrestling fan, I'm going to offer an opinion because it's my show and I can't. Absolutely. Um, no, you've got the, you're very proud Latin background, you know, yep. from Ecuador, you know, yep. uh, Ecuador, Colombia, uh, Mexico, uh, Spain, they're all different, but yep. the same, all speak the same language, different dialects, but the same language, you all can understand each other and wrestling is transitionable. You can learn so much about it. And the great thing about Spanish wrestling is that a lot of it started in Mexico, one of the places that produced some of the best wrestlers of all time, Lucha Libra. And I have to say that if, you're going to do anything from the top rope. There's one wrestler's finishing move that comes to mind. Mr. Eddie Guerrero, the frog splash. Yes. yes. It, it's, it's, it, it, it's, Don't do the spoiler. Don't do the spoiler. <laughs> it, it honestly and truly is the only move that I think does you justice. And yeah. I hope, I can't wait to see you. When you hit that frog splash, I will jump out of my seat because that, if you can, if you can catch a frog splash live, it's almost like it stops time when the release and then the extension and then the, oh, it is hands down. It's like seeing a knockout in boxing. It's like seeing a goal <laughs> sport in hockey or soccer. It's like when a basketball player dunks on the rim after a sweet alley. Exactly. It's that carry on top of yes. everything. Yes. It's, it's one of those moves when you look at it, you go, it was just it was flawless. It was beautiful. Beautiful speechless in that moment absolutely and as a fan all you just do is this your face is always like it's the same face all the time <laughs> and it's just and then whenever the frog splash is hit everybody in the crowd is standing up and they're going one two three and everybody goes nuts <laughs> i'm a big fan of flippy shit so if you're gonna pull off the flippy shit i'm excited for it i am very very excited yeah for it. I'm, I'm definitely that that's something that i'm 100 percent working on because especially i'm not that tall so to get that height it looks really good like for me once i get that jump i'll know i'm a real professional wrestler now that is like for me my personal goal once i hit that top rope with that big Rock Splash, I'm officially a professional wrestler. I could not 100% agree more. Now, if anybody is stupid enough to not be following you on the social media <laughs> world, where can they find you? We are friends on Facebook. Finally, she followed me back on Instagram. I'm yeah. still waiting for the Twitter follow, but whatever. It's fine. I got to reopen my Twitter account. <laughs> really? Is that not your Twitter? I followed. I followed. You know, it is. I had one. I just, I never use it because Instagram is so, is blown up. You right. know, now it's all about Instagram and Snapchat. So I've just kept it to Instagram. Right. Well, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. That's fine. Well, if anybody's stupid enough to not be following you, where can they find out about all things Scarlett Delgado? I have my own athlete page on Facebook, Scarlett Delgado Boxer. And I have my Instagram page, Scarlett Delgado. S-C-A-R-L-E-T-T-D-E-L-G-A-D-O. And it, the, the profile picture is this badass picture of her like this. Yeah, it's my face. It is what it is. I am who I am. That's it, 100%. 100%. All right, guys. And as always, you all know all my socials, but I'll say them again because it's my show and I'm a glutton for self-promotion. Straight Talk Wrestling at Facebook and on Instagram and underscore at Straight Talk on Twitter. You can also find all my 
all my t-shirts on prowrestlingtees.com. Support your boy because anytime you purchase a shirt, it goes right back into the show for better equipment, better all these good things. And also, shout out to my sponsor, Ray Bernardo of Roadsport Chrysler. Don't overpay, buy from Ray. Uh, he's the man behind Straight Talk. He's helped me out phenomenally over the last couple months. And uh, shout out to him. Shout out to Battle Arts Academy. Shout out to all the great things that are happening. Shout out to Bianca Corelli. It's actually quite funny that we mentioned Bianca because now this sets up. I have an interview with her next week. So when I drop yours in November, I'll be dropping hers in November as well. Probably a week apart. Maybe we have a battle. We're always connected. We're always connected. <laughs> maybe, maybe I get you both back on the show and we set up like a little press conference thing where it's like Scarlett and Bianca. The press Absolutely. conference. Before the fight. <laughs> we could do a pre-fight and a post-fight i love it and we'll do it all <laughs> live and i will be there your host your boy it's amazing i love it i love it surrounded <laughs> by badass women fighting over a belt but yet nobody very rarely do people wear pants scarlet wears pants bianca wears you know ring shorts so you're both fighting for a belt and yet your pants always stay up it's okay it's fine it's wrestling we love it, love it. <laughs> All right, guys. Scarlett, thank you so much for the time today. I hope you had as much fun as I did. Thank you so much. I had an amazing time. I'm really, really, really happy to share like this whole journey with everybody, especially you. It's fun talking to you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you so much. As always, guys, don't forget to follow the socials to find out next week's episode. I'm not going to tell you. Now that Scarlett does follow me on Instagram, she wants to find out who next week's episode is. I will give her a hint, nobody else. As always, I'm your host, no problem. I'm your host, your boy, George McKay. Thank you so much for watching. And peace, love, and wrestling. See you guys next week. Bye, Scarlett. Ta-ta. All right, peace. Hey, guys, it's your host, your boy, George McKay. Today's episode was brought to you by our official sponsor, Ray Bernardo of Road Sport Chrysler. This man has been in the auto business for 25 years. Everyone that has gone to see him has saved money on every single car deal that he's made. But more than ever now, in these uncertain times... He's doing more than that. If you've got lease and financing options that are too high, give him a call. If you've got auto repairs that you just can't afford, give him a call. Ray's reaching out to give back, and he's doing that because of 25 years of experience. So be sure to give Ray and his team a call, 888-656-3013. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram. Road Sport, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Don't overpay. Buy from Ray. Now the official sponsor of Straight Talk Wrestling. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for another episode on Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Also follow us on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And for all our merchandise, you can search us on ProWrestlingTees.com. Oh.